Hello, People's Church family. Uh, it is really unique, but yet awesome that we get together together as a church family all across uh, Oklahoma City, all across Indianapolis, and literally we have people joining us all around America and the world. Listen, the coronavirus can't stop the church of Jesus Christ. We will continue to thrive, worship together, and see lives changed. I really do believe this is the finest hour for the church. So thank you for joining in in this worship time together. It's the first time maybe that you got to worship in your PJs, you got a cup of coffee. Uh, hopefully you have the family gathered together. Maybe you have it on the, a big screen or maybe you're joining us on a mobile device. I'm just grateful that we get to come together as a church family. And I do just have to do this. I just want to say welcome to every single person, no matter which campus you represent. Maybe the Oklahoma City location or Indianapolis location or, or Northwest uh, location or Midwest City location. Uh, th those at our Mabel Bassett location, all, all of you ladies, just a huge shout out. And then all of you that join us online around the world every single week, I just give a huge shout out and welcome today and just excited to share the message that God has laid on my heart. I've, I've actually titled the message today and I'm just continuing in our series Encounter and I've titled the message Healthy Heart healthy heart. I'll explain that more to you as we dive into it. I, I want to uh, teach and preach today from Acts chapter 27. Acts 27 verse 13 through verse 15. And here's what the, the, the scripture says. When a gentle south wind began to blow, they saw their opportunity. So they weighed anchor and sailed along the shore of Crete. Before very long, a wind of hurricane force called the Northeaster swept down from the island. Now, here's what I want to preach from today. Verse 15. The ship was caught by the storm. The ship was caught by the storm and could not head into the wind. So we gave way to it and were driven along. So the ship was caught by the storm. And I, I think this is very fitting for where we are in our nation and in our world, because right now our nation and world are caught in a storm. I, I think about what's happening right now. There's the spread of the coronavirus, this untamed virus that we're trying to figure out how to contain. And there are some people that are sick. Unfortunately, because of this virus, some people have, have lost their lives. Uh, the stock market has crashed. Oil prices have significantly dropped. Schools have announced that they not have, only have closed, but will be continuing to close for the next several weeks all across our nation. Businesses have closed. There are businesses that are actually suffering from the impact of the, of the loss of business and, and businesses are suffering and, and employees are being let, let, let go and without work. And I realize that could even be some of our church family that just caught in this storm. 
and the United States government has declared a national emergency and the World Health Organization declared the coronavirus an official global pandemic. We are experiencing a storm in our nation and in our world. And right now there's a lot of talk about how to protect ourselves from getting the virus. There's a lot of chatter. There's a lot of conversation. Kind of the talk of the day is how not to get this coronavirus. So there's social distancing happening, washing our hands, using sanitizer, and and states are, are literally just shutting down and going on just lockdown saying stay home protect your health keep yourself healthy and that is really important but another very important thing to do in this season is not just to protect your health but to protect your heart you listen listen you don't just need a healthy body you need a healthy heart and if you're not careful in this season your heart will grow unhealthy You can find your heart starting to worry or deal with a high level of just anxiety and stress or panic or even having panic attacks. Or you can find yourself in this season just your heart gripped with fear or even emotions like anger. And, And even if you're not careful, your heart can drift away from God. You need not just a healthy body, but a healthy heart. It reminds me of Proverbs chapter four and verse number 23. It says above all else. I think those three words are very key above all else. Guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Everything flows from your heart. So everything that flows out of your mouth out of your attitude, out of your actions comes from your heart. So you don't just need a healthy body, you need a healthy heart. Jesus said this in John chapter 14 and verse number one, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. So Jesus tells his disciples, guard your heart, protect your heart. Don't let your hearts be troubled. And in this difficult season, I want to remind us, I think it's so important that we realize we don't just need healthy bodies. We need a healthy heart. And I want to talk to you from this this story in Acts chapter 27 when this this storm was was raging and and we're having a storm in our world right now. And I want us to look at four strategies to maintain a healthy heart in the middle of the storm. I really believe this is going to help you. Four strategies to maintain a healthy heart in the middle of the storm. And the first strategy is this, have a faithful heart in the middle of the storm. If you're going to have a healthy heart, your heart has to remain faithful. Notice this in the story in Acts 27 and and verse 29 through verse 31. It says, fearing that we would be dashed against the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for daylight. In an attempt to escape from the ship, the sailors let the lifeboat down into the sea, pretending they were going to lower some anchors from the bow. 
I want you to notice, let me pause for a second. I think this is very important. The, the sailors were pretending like everything was okay when, when, when things were not really okay on the inside of them. And I think in seasons like this, when we're in a storm, when we're in a, in a pandemic, I want to encourage you, church family, don't pretend like everything's okay with you if it's not. If you're not in a good place, would you let your small group know? If you're struggling, would you let our church family know? Would you, would you reach out to someone to pray for you? Would you let somebody know right now on, on, on social media, on, on Facebook Live, they're at church online? Would you let somebody know right now, I am not doing well. Would you pray for me? They were going through a storm, and the Bible says they were pretending. This is not an hour to pretend. Let's, let's be the body of Christ. Let's be a church family. Let's call on one another. The scripture goes on to say in verse 31, then Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, unless these men, here it goes, unless these men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved. So in the middle of the storm, these men, they were ready to jump ship. They were ready to leave the ship. And Paul told them, if you want to survive the storm, you need to stay on the ship. And people's church, I believe this is a word from God for all of us. If we're going to survive the storm and this pandemic, we need to stay on the ship you say pastor what are you talking about well let, let me let me just break it down for you stay on the ship n the first thing is this stay on the jesus ship <laughs> if we're going to survive this storm we've got to stay on the jesus ship let me tell you something about the enemy this has been heavy on my heart this week as i've been thinking about you and praying for you and realizing that one of the strategies of the devil is to attack people's faith during difficult times. It's one of his strategies. And Jesus said this in Luke chapter 22 and verse 31 and verse 32. He says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And in this season... Our spiritual enemy desires to sift you as wheat. He, he, he wants your faith to fail. Satan, right now, he's, he, he's just looking for someone to devour. And, and he's saying things like this to people. Look, look, look at all that's happening. You, you can't trust God. Really, you're going to believe God's word you, you, you're going to, you, you really believe God is in control. Look at all that's, look at all that's happening. You, you're on your own. You're by yourself. And the enemy wants to rattle your faith right now in this season. And church, I'm praying for you that your faith will not fail, that you will stay on the Jesus ship in the middle of this storm. And, and in Matthew chapter 13, Jesus shares what is known as the parable of the sower. And he explains how the devil attacks our faith. And I want to read this to you. I want you to be aware of the devices and the schemes of the enemy because I want you to stay on the Jesus ship in the middle of the storm. Listen to what the Bible says in Matthew 13, verse 18. It says, listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom 
and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart, in their heart. And so the Bible talks about people that give their life to Christ and the evil one will come and will snatch it away. And some of you have even recently given your heart to Christ and the enemy wants to rob you of your faith. He wants your faith to be shaken. And I just want you to be aware of this in the middle of the storm. Stay on the Jesus ship. It goes on to say this in, 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 in verse number 20. It says the seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and receives it with joy. And I know this as your pastor. Some of you even in the last month, in the last week or two, you have given your life to Christ. You have received the word of God with joy but since they have no root the bible says and some of you have not got a deep root in christ yet it says they only last a short time because notice why when trouble or persecution comes because of the word they quickly fall away and boy there's trouble right now there's persecution you might even be having persecution because of God's word. People saying, you really believe this Jesus thing. You really believe this God thing, this Bible thing. Look at what's happening around our world. Really, you believe in that? And listen, the enemy wants to snatch the seed of the word of God out of your heart. Stay on the Jesus ship. Verse 22 says, the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life. And the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. And let me tell you right now, the enemy wants to come with worry. He wants to come with the deceitfulness of wealth. And, and the reality is, it's a difficult time for many. Some have lost their, their job. Some are concerned about the future and their work or how quick they'll get unemployment. It's real. And the enemy wants to use that to get you off the Jesus ship. And I love that Jesus made us aware of the attacks of the enemy. Listen, the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth can choke out the word of God. Stay on the Jesus ship. And he goes on to say, but the seed falling on good soil. And I believe that's happening. The word of God's falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160, 30, what was sown. And I am believing that for your life during this season, you'll stay on the Jesus ship and your life will be fruitful for the Lord. Pray more than ever. Read your Bible more than ever. Worship more than ever. Stay on the Jesus ship. There's a second ship you got to stay on. Stay on the church ship. Stay on the church ship. And listen, this year has been just started out so spectacular for our church we have just experienced as a church the presence of God in such a unique way God has been pouring out his spirit we had record attendance during our January prayer services I think about our deeper night in February we had to cancel because of snow on Wednesday had a last minute deeper night on a Sunday night the place was full of people hungry for God at the prayer meeting and God did miracles. I think about in March at our deeper night prayer service, our deeper night service that we had, over 1,300 people gathered on a Wednesday night 
to call out on the name of Jesus. There's a, there's the spiritual temperature of our church has been rising and the enemy would love to come right now and get you off the church ship because our rhythm is broke up, our, our routine is broke up and the enemy would love to get you off the church ship. And the scripture says in Hebrews 10 and verse 25, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another all the more. And boy, do we need to do that in this season. Encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. Hey, and the reality is for the next several weeks, church will probably look different. But the devil's not going to stop us from meeting together on church online and on Facebook Live. And we're looking to also add YouTube and we're going to be gathering together We're going to have ministry for your kids, ministry for your students. Small groups are still going to move forward. I'm saying people's church stay on the church ship. We've got to grow closer to God and closer to one another during this time. Listen, if we're going to have a healthy heart, we got to stay on the serving ship. Stay on the serving ship. It says this in Acts chapter 8 and verse number 3. It says, "But, but, but Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. In the early church, they were suffering persecution in a difficult time. But here's what verse 4 says. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Listen, when the church was persecuted, when the church was going through difficult times, the Bible says they continued to preach the word of God and God's word continued to spread. People's church, I want to encourage you. Look for opportunities right now to preach God's word, to spread, spread the love of Jesus. Hey, hey, church, right now, many people are on social media like never before. Don't leverage it to spread fear. Would you preach the gospel? Would you put up scripture verses? Would you do Instagram posts and, and Facebook posts and social media posts on Twitter and Snapchat talking about the Lord? Would you share your faith in Christ? What a great time to share your faith. Would you FaceTime some people, call your neighbors, look for opportunities to share your faith in the middle of this pandemic. Stay on the serving ship. Stay on the, on the offensive of how you can make a difference in the lives of other people. It may even be helping an elderly neighbor and going grocery shopping for them and dropping their groceries off on the front porch. I'm saying make a difference in people's lives. And this past week, I want you to know what you did, People's Church. You provided 733 meals for elderly people and also for kids in the Oklahoma City and Indianapolis area through Meals on Wheels and Second Helpings Organization. You are making a difference. You've already provided 2,000 diapers for the Infant Crisis Organization because there are mothers who are needing help in this desperate time and you are making a difference. I love this. The state contacted us and said, would People's Church be willing to provide some laptops and computers? Because in our nursing homes, their loved ones are not able to come. They're on lockdown for their health. They're not able to leave the nursing home. And they're having a difficult time connecting with their family. Would People's Church help 
And we said, absolutely, we're going to help the elderly in our community during this pandemic. People's Church, you are making a difference. Stay on the serving ship. As your pastor, I thank you for your generosity. You're such a generous church. Thank you for tithing. Thank you for dream builders. Lives are being impacted with the good news of Jesus Christ during this pandemic because we have such a generous church. I want to encourage you to stay on another ship. Stay on the relationship. Hey, you like that play on words? Come on now. That's, that's pretty clever about your pastor. Stay on the relationship. The Bible says this in Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 2. Carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ and, and church family please hear your pastor right now I have a very deep burden for you that every person in our church would not carry burdens alone this is the time that we need to unite together and to carry each other's burdens. Small group leaders, those of you in a small group, please continue to meet. Com please meet. Use FaceTime. Use Zoom. Use Google Hangout. Use Skype. There are so many different ways that we can stay connected, care for one another, and continue to grow in our faith. I want to encourage all of the dream team, whatever team that you serve in, whatever campus you serve in, whatever time slot you serve in, I want to encourage you to stay connected. I want to, I want to encourage you to do this. Would you create dream team small groups via technology and at least meet once a week? So let me give you an example. Maybe you're on the kids team at the Indianapolis campus at the 930 service in the let's call it the two and three-year-old room. And would you all in that room, the team leader, say, hey, let's get together via Zoom, via Skype once a week. Let's pray for each other. Let's stay in contact with each other. other. Let's continue to grow together. Maybe you serve at, on the worship team at the Midwest City campus. Would you get found a way, leaders, to we're going to stay together? Maybe you divide it with vocalists and uh, then the band. And we say, we're going to once a week connect, pray for each other, study a scripture together, see how we can carry each other's burdens. I want our church family to stay connected. It's so critical in this season. And let me just say to you, all of you that are not in a small group, maybe you're not on a serving team, not on the dream team. I just can't encourage you enough. Would you get in a small group? Would you get connected with your church family? You say, Pastor, I know I need to get connected. I, I don't want to be isolated, especially in this season. Would you email care at peopleschurch.tv? Care at peopleschurch.tv. And just give us your name. Let us know, I want to get in a small group. And we're going to help you get in a small group where you can connect via technology and be cared for in this season. I want to encourage you, if you're one of our elderly or you know someone in our church that is elderly and if they need some assistance or you're watching and you're elderly and you need some assistance, would you let us know? 
Maybe you're going through something. Maybe you're having a difficult time going shopping. You're scared to go shopping because of this virus. Would you email us, our, our elderly, 65 and older? Would you let us know how, if we can assist you in some way, care at peopleschurch.tv. My heart is burdened for you, church family, that we carry each other's burdens in this season. If you have the coronavirus, would you let us know? care at peopleschurch.tv. I want to know if someone in our church has this virus so we can be praying specifically for you and calling you by name. And let me say this, during this critical hour in this season, if we don't have updated contact information so that we can carry your burden with you, would you please ensure that you Email care at peopleschurch.tv. If you don't think we have an update address on you, your address is out of date, or maybe your cell phone number, we don't have it, or it's out of date. Your email address is out of date. Would you please get us this information? We want to care for you as a church. My heart is heavy for our church family. I want to do what the scripture tells us to do, and that is to carry each other's burdens during this season. Stay on the relation. Ship. Point number two, I want to talk to you just about how to have a healthy heart. Number two is this. Have a hopeful heart in the middle of a storm. Have a hopeful heart in the middle of the storm. It says this in Acts chapter 27, verse 33 through 34. Just before dawn, Paul urged them all to eat. For the last 14 days, he said, you have been in constant suspense. They were in panic mode. They were stressed. They were worried. And it goes on to say, and have gone without food. They, they, they were hungry. They were, they were just in such a, a, a frantic panic mode. They had gone without food. You haven't eaten anything. He says, now I urge you to take some food. You need it to survive. Not one of you. Notice this. Not one of you, Paul says, will lose a single hair from his head. In the middle of this crazy hurricane storm for 14 days, the apostle Paul gave those soldiers, those, those sailors hope. And he says, let me tell you something that I know about my God. He says, you're not going to lose a single hair on your head. God is going to protect us. And in the middle of the storm, he offered them hope. And I want you to notice what happened to these sailors when one man, Paul, gave them hope. It goes on to say this in Acts 27 and verse 36. They were all encouraged and ate some food themselves. Now, let me remind you, the storm is still happening. The hurricane is still happening. But he gave them hope in the middle of the storm and they were all in courage they stopped panicking they finally got some food to eat let me tell you something about hope hope breeds hope hope breeds hope just like fear will breed fear just like doubt will breed doubt Let's be the church of Jesus Christ and not spread fear and not spread doubt. What a season to spread hope because hope breeds hope. And we have hope because we serve a great, powerful, almighty God. Romans chapter 5 and verse 3 says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces 
perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. Hope. And hope does not put us to shame. We will never be put to shame because of our hope in Jesus Christ. It goes on to say, because God's, God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has, he has, who has been given to us. Have a heart full of hope. Romans, all, all these scriptures are from Romans. I want you to notice this next scripture from Romans. Romans 15 verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. People's church family, I am praying that God so fills you full of the Holy Spirit that you will overflow with hope. You'll overflow with hope and it'll spread to your family. You'll overflow with hope and it'll spread to co-workers. You'll overflow with hope. It'll spread to your neighbors. It'll spread on social media. Overflow with hope. You say, Pastor, in the middle of this storm we're in, in the middle of this pandemic, how in the world can I have hope? Let me tell you how you can have hope in the midst of the storm. Romans 8, verse 28. And we know that in all things, in coronavirus things, in the uptimes, in the downtimes, in the confusing times, we know that in all things, in the loss of a job, in a loved one getting sick, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. I don't know exactly how God is going to do it, but one thing I know about our great God even when we don't see it, he's working. Even when we don't feel it, he's working. He never stops. He never stops. And if you love the Lord today, he's going to work all of this for your good. Have hope. Have hope. Have a heart filled with hope in your great God in this season no matter what happens God is going to work all things for your good because you love him and are called according to his purpose number three is this number three is this we're we're talking about how to have a healthy heart not just healthy bodies but a healthy heart number three have a thankful heart in the middle of the storm Acts 27 verse 35 says, after this, Paul took some bread and gave thanks to God in front of them all. Then he broke it and began to eat. The apostle Paul in the middle of this storm, the Bible says he thanked God and one of the major strategies to maintain a healthy heart in the middle of the storm is you have to constantly thank God. Anybody can thank God when everything is going good. The real test of our faith is will we thank God in the middle of the storm? And people's church, I want to encourage you. Let's be a thankful people in the middle of this pandemic. I love what the scripture says, Philippians chapter four and verse six. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition. And it's so easy to skip these next two words. He says, in every situation by prayer and petition 
with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Have a thankful heart. Present your request to God with a heart of thanksgiving. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2 says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 4, nor should there be, be obscenity, foolish talk or coarse joking, which are out of place even during this pandemic. But scripture says rather thanksgiving Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 20 always be always give thanks to God the father of everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ let me, let me share one more verse oh we got to have thanksgiving in this season first Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18 give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Here's what I want you to do. I have a next step for you to take today after the service. I want you to sit down. Would you do this? Sit down with pen and paper. And I want you to write down 10 things you are thankful for, even in the middle of this pandemic. You know what's going to happen? Is you're going to shift your focus off the challenges. And you're going to realize you have some things to be thankful for. Matter of fact, I, I wrote some things down that I'm thankful for in the middle of this storm. I'm thankful for Jesus. I'm thankful, I'm thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful I have peace in the middle of the storm. I'm thankful I have joy. I'm thankful I have some food to eat. I'm thankful I have a roof over my head. I'm thankful for my church family. I'm thankful for the staff I get to serve with. I'm thankful that I can go to the Lord in prayer no matter the situation. Would you take time like the Apostle Paul in the middle of the storm and thank God no matter how difficult it is? And I know some of you, our church family, you're going through a very trying season, but there's always something to be thankful for and to have a healthy heart in the middle of the storm. You've got to be able to say, thank you, Jesus, constantly. Number four is this, the fourth point to maintaining a healthy heart is have a persistent heart in the middle of a storm. Have a persistent heart in the middle of a storm. I want you to notice this in Acts 27. Verse 43 says, But the centurion wanted to spare Paul's life and kept them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those. Here's what I want you to catch. He ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and get to land. The rest were to get there on planks or other pieces of the ship. In this way, everyone reached, reached land safely. Here's what I love about this portion of scripture. These sailors were persistent. They did not quit. They did not give up. The ship was breaking into pieces. Their life looked like it was going to end. And the Bible says those that could swim, they swam. Those that couldn't, they grabbed the planks of the ship, the broken pieces, 
and they did not give up and they got to safety. And people's church, if you're going to maintain a healthy heart, sometimes in seasons like this, people want to quit. People want to give up. Even this week, my heart was heavy that two people in our church informed me that they lost their job. I just said, don't quit. God's got a plan. He's going to work it for your good. Have a persistent heart. One of my dear friends that lives in another state has the coronavirus. And maybe you have a loved one, a friend that has the virus. And your heart is heavy. And I'm saying, have a persistent heart. Don't quit. Don't give up. Have a persistent heart. Listen to me, people's church. Grab a hold of Jesus. Grab a hold of Jesus. And have a faithful heart. And stay on the Jesus ship. Stay on the church ship. Grab a hold. Stay on the serving ship. Grab a hold of Jesus. And stay on the relationship Grab a hold of Jesus in these times and have a hope-filled heart. Grab a hold of Jesus and don't you let go. Grab a hold of Jesus. Like those sailors grabbed a hold of the broken pieces, you grab a hold of Jesus and don't let go. Our great God will see us through. Don't you give up. Don't you hold your head down low. Don't you quit. You keep trusting in God, he's got this under control. Grab a hold of Jesus and have a persistent heart in the middle of the storm. And God will get us through.